you know, I, I always have a, a little bit of fear that if I don't bond with him enough, that that will be our relationship in the future. And I don't know if I'm I probably am not alone. I think everybody fears that their son will ultimately become that type of, you know, adversarial figure for them. And, and no one wants that as a father. So at, as he every night before we go to bed, you know, no matter what type of day we have, you know, he, right now he's so forgiving. And so I, you know, I use that to my advantage because again, I want to, I want to deserve every hug, every kiss, every, I love you, daddy. I want to deserve all of those things, things, things. Welcome to another episode of the Fatherhood Village Podcast, the official home for proud fathers and mentors. Hey, we're glad we're glad to have you in for another episode. Join myself and Kev Hick, man. Uh, we're going to get into a pretty good topic. Uh, I'm going to announce that here soon. But but first, Kev, man, how's it going, man? What's going on with you? Man, I'm chilling, brother. Uh, we we locked down. Are we going to lockdown goes into effect tomorrow at midnight and uh it ain't really a whole heap of shit to do around here. So we pretty much locked down now. Uh, yeah. you know, with the family straight, ain't nobody got the virus over here and uh we just trying to keep it that way, even though I gotta go to work every day because I'm essential personnel, as are you. Yeah. Well it's yeah. all good, baby. How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh similar, similar things are happening this way, uh, as is the the rest of the globe, pretty much, man. Um yeah, just being an aircraft mechanic, uh, you know, for uh, Anchorage, Elmendorf Air Force Base. Yeah, they they got to keep these planes, you know, mission essential. So, you know, we got to do our thing. But, you know, the fam's good. Uh, Angel's been chilling at the house. She she works at Orange Theory, and uh, they, they pretty much shut all that down for uh, at least another couple of weeks. So, but, yeah, just just trying to keep things live in, in, in the house and, and stay productive, you know, use the time wisely, spend more uh, time with the kids, being more involved with them, doing some things on my end in the office. Just, yeah, like I said, just being more productive, man, just getting the most out of this time that we normally wouldn't have. Um, so, and I, you know, I got the little Corona uh, uh, fro, the, the lockdown current, uh, <laughs> quarantine fro going on. I need to cut this hey, thing. <laughs> yeah, check, check, check my box out. Man. I'm yeah. Out, I'm out here, bro. Check okay. Forehead shiny yeah. box out. Up, yeah, it's right. rough out here, brother. Yeah, it's bad. And I, I'm glad that I, I took it on myself to, to learn how to cut my hair a while ago. So, I mean, never would I imagine I would, you know, need it. In, at, at this capacity, but I'm, I'm glad I can touch myself up without, you know, thinking I'm gonna mess myself up. But yeah, man, it's, th- these are the times where you really, you're at the mercy of, you know, what's what's in your surroundings pretty much and, and lack thereof since we really can't be out and about that often. What what can you do within the home to, you know, sustain your your, your way of living? But but yeah, that's that's probably for another episode. But for this episode, we're going to touch on spousal parenting styles. You know, how you and your wife kind of get down when it comes to uh, disciplining your child, teaching them, giving them the game and the, and the gift on life. So I, I, I took it upon myself to kind of do a, a little test, a little sample size test online. It was something real quick. And um, just to see where I kind of lined up and, and find out some things about myself. Cause I could, I can say one thing that I feel, you know, a way of parenting that I feel that I am, but then, you know, I kind of wanted to see if it was some things I may be leaving out or may not be uncovering. So, you know, after these series of questions that I answered, I was more on the authoritative side. You know, I think uh, it didn't really give me a one through 10 number, but based on the scale I'm reading is probably about an eight ish, you know, so I have a little bit more flexibility when it comes to being, you know, uh, democratic. Um, 
you know, having having the kids have some say or at least voicing how they feel. And, you know, I may take it in consideration. It, it may be some room for some adjustment, but but for the most part, I, you know, structure is needed. That's necessary for, for anything to happen in, in, in our household, you know. So, and then as uh, far as flexibility, it told me I was more on the specific side uh, when it comes to following like strict directions and, and, and plan things, you know, like, for example, bedtime, if, if it's at eight, eight o'clock, then it's going to be at eight o'clock. There's no if, ands, buts, or maybe that's, but it said I was kind of, I was a little, I was closer to, I think more like a nine as opposed to more laissez-faire yeah. and kind of passive and more standoffish or like, yeah, I guess as long as they, it happens within an hour or, you know, as long as they're asleep and I get to sleep, it's all good. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm more strict when it comes to that. Definitely have to abide by certain things, you know, because I, I like routine and I yeah. try to get the kids on the same thing as well. Um, and then lastly, as far as being permissive, I was far less lenient and more strict. And that was kind of uh, kind of 80% more strict, you know, and, and, and there's room for added freedom at times because I feel like if you're following A, B and C, you know, and, and, and you're going by things that I set forth, then I, I can let some things slide here and there. As long as the intent is met, then, you know, I'm, I'm able to, I'm able to let some things go. What about you, Kev? You know, uh, I'm, I'm a mix. Um, you know, one thing about my personality, for those who don't know, is I'm, I'm super balanced across every personality type. Every personality test I take is, I'm, a, I'm damn near dead on mix of every single personality type. It's kind of creepy. And I've taken multiple personality types, multiple different structures. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm a very balanced personality. With that said, you know, my, my leadership style, and that's basically what we, you know, we're speaking about is leadership styles. Um, I'm a mix. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not as uh, basic and balanced in, in, you know, my leadership style. My leadership style goes from, you know, under the right circumstances and everything going right and my son being very obedient, me uh, adopting more of a coaching leadership style. And um, it, it basically goes uh, up in authority uh, based on how, how, how much I'm getting back from him. So I might start very, you know, coach-like or the, I'll take the coach leadership style and, uh, you know, mix it with a little democratic, you know what I'm saying? Just, mm. I'm, I'm just kind of loose with it, but I'm not, I'm never laissez-faire. Um, and then I'll go into this, uh, uh, I'll go into this autocratic when, when necessary, because my son is the type that, that, that tests the bounds, right? He's going to yeah. figure out exactly how much, like if you tell him, Hey man, I need you to stop stumping. He's not going to stop stumping. Sometimes he's just going to stump. Super yeah. yeah. So yeah. Just to see if you paying attention, like you got to stay on his ass. So, it, you know, I go from coaching and I go from democratic, you know, to autocratic quite quickly sometimes just because for him he needs that extra structure. And sometimes he needs the rigidity. And so I'm constantly adjusting. But if I had to guess, if I had to, if I had to take a, take, take like a gander, uh, what would be 90%? I wish I would have got to take that test that you took. I want to take that, send it to me when we get off of here. Okay. I think, I think uh, authoritative is probably the mic, the, the, the mean of, of what I'm in here doing. Um, I, I'm definitely authoritative most of the time, even when I'm coaching, um, the option is, you know, always to go back to authoritative like that. That's kind of my back pocket. And then, uh, like I said, I'm autocratic in my leadership style when, uh, when my son needs it. Autocratic being, for those who don't know, meaning basically do what I tell you to do because mm -hmm. I said so, you know, because mm -hmm. I damn said so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think on that because like I'm the same way and obviously we make it known that we're the leaders, we're the, we're the head of household, we're the boss, you know, daddy, that's, that's the pinnacle. You know, you, you, you know, when it's coming from daddy, it's real, you know, but, yeah. but not to undermine, you know, the wife, but you, you, like I said, you, you're that authoritative figure and it has to be very clear and explicit, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. but at the same time, like, like I said before, there's times where I explain, I give reason to why it's this way or why I said it this time or why you keep 
these things off the staircase and why they need to be removed, you know, why your room needs to be cleaned up. So there's times, you know, when I, when I have the time or, you know, I have the clear mind to go and explain myself, but a lot of times, like you said, that's just the way it is. I don't need no, no lip, no feedback. Right. And I here to discuss that right now, you know, so. Yeah. You know, I, I found myself, uh, you know, a little bit shocked at, at some of the leadership styles that I have to, that I have to adopt in, in raising my son. Um, the one is three. So he's, he kind of gets the slide cause he's still super cute. <laughs> right. You know, so he, he don't be up to much, but you know, my five-year-old is, is crazy cause you know, I, I never would have assumed I had to be a, you know, could I said so type of, you know, I wouldn't even assume that I would have had to say that, you know, I just always thought it sounded stupid when parents say that, you know, <laughs> as a kid, you don't realize it means because it's too complicated for me to explain to you at the moment. And I really mm -hmm. don't need to, I don't need to discuss this with you. It's not negotiable. So because I said so, like, you don't get that, that full context as a kid, you're just like, oh my God, they don't even have a reason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I hate to go to that autocratic style of, uh, like, you know, from the get go. So you know, authoritative is, is where I'm comfortable. And uh, it really helps because, you know, my wife, uh, you know, she she is a mix of a few styles, but because she's a mom and they spend a lot of time with mom, they've they figured out how to how to soften her blows and, and how to get around mom a mm -hmm. little bit, right? And again, mm -hmm. I don't undermine her because she's strong, but she it's got to be like, hey, uh, I'm gonna tell your daddy. And listen, when 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 I'm gonna tell your daddy, wait till your daddy get <laughs> all you of a sudden, yeah, the fun of games is over with, you know. So uh right. for that, um I have to be that because I have she that I need I'm gonna tell your daddy. That has to mean something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. yeah, I can be democratic and yes, I, I love to be a coach. That's my preferred method, but you know, you can't really negotiate with a five year old sometimes and you know, as he gets older, I will assume uh hopefully and, and you know, my intent is to assume the coaching role a lot more because that's my that's my preferred style, the democratic uh, leadership role or the coaching leadership style. Um, but right now, kids, you know, you, you can't protect them from themselves. And so you just got to make sure that you adapt to what they need at the time. We don't always get it right. But um, he knows that if anybody's going to be bad cop, that's going to be bad cop. And I'm all right with that. You know what I'm saying? As long as I, I give him plenty of love. I make sure that I'm as affectionate as a laissez-faire parent. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. because I, I have to match that uh, that that autocratic or that authoritative leadership style with, with as much affection and as much love and warmth and nurturing as possible, so that he doesn't have a skewed perception of what I feel about him or who he is or his importance or you know anything like that. You know what I'm saying? We we try not to try not to trample his emotions. If he's upset, I let him be upset. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't try mm -hmm. to, I don't smother him out, but I do have to have that authority. And so it, sometimes it can be a challenge to, to mix all of those things and the intent of being a loving father. And it can be very challenging. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough because obviously, like we spoke in the past, we had conversations before where you're going to exert too much energy and give off the wrong the wrong vibe if you if you're constantly on 10 at all times if you yell right. at them every single moment of the day about every little small thing they do wrong then they're going to miss the intent you're going to come off you know too aggressive and they just at that point they just know that daddy's just here to yell at me and i can't get ever get anything right nothing's ever up to his standard you know all i hear from him is is yelling you know raising his voice and i you know they don't want to be around that you know no kid wants to you know have that over over them at, at all times so they're going to be reclusive they're going to stay back you know and and and, and kind of love you from a distance in a way if, yeah. if it continues so yeah it's, it's just like you said it's just trying to play it fair play it play it balanced and but i think because we, we both know kids, they're easy to love and, and they recover very well from, from the way that we may discipline them at times. So they're forgiving uh, a, a lot of the times. And we just have to, after we discipline them, after the punishment's given, you have to kind of reel them back in. Hey, you, you should, I need you to understand why this happened this way or why daddy expects this from you or, you know, why, you know, this is the way it is. So that's the time to kind of give them that lecture. And it got to be short and sweet, though, because 
you know, you only got about 10 good seconds to get your point off. After that, they in the stars, like, uh. Yeah, them attention spans are short. <laughs> them attention yeah. spans are short. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely got to be concise. Go ahead. You know, um, what I like, what I like to do is I, I put my son down every night before bed and, um, you know, generally I take him upstairs and I get him in bed and, you know, with my five-year-old, no matter what type of day we had, it's, it's our time to reconnect. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, most of the time, again, I'm not, I'm not yelling at him all, all the day or, you know, anything like that, but anytime that I, I've had to be rough with him, you know, I carry that. I don't, I don't like that, man. I don't, I don't like having a, having a distance between us. You know what I'm saying? Because I always imagine him, he's five now. I imagine him at 12 or 13 being a lot less forgiving, you know, being a lot less, you know, warm to whatever I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? And like, eventually if I don't play this, this thing the right way, then, you know, we have a, a strained relationship and I've known way too many brothers that were, teenagers when I was a teenager and they didn't like their pops just because he was authoritative or he was autocratic and then they were in that, that stage of life where they were rebellious and they had all of this testosterone and they didn't know what to do with it and they felt like they was feeling themselves and they could fight or you know whatever it was so you know I, I always have a, a little bit of fear that if I don't bond with him enough that that will be our relationship in the future and I don't know if I'm I probably am not alone I think everybody fears that their son will ultimately become that type of, you know, adversarial figure for them. And, and no one wants that as a father. So at, as he, every night before we go to bed, you know, no matter what type of day we have, you know, he, right now he's so forgiving. And so I, you know, I use that to my advantage because again, I want to, I want to deserve every hug, every kiss, every, I love you, daddy. I want to deserve all of those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm trying to be my best and I'm trying to adjust to his needs adjusting because every year he needs a different leadership style. And every moment he may need one, but as he grows, it, it adjusts. So, let, you know, at, at night we pray together. And um, after we pray, uh, I give him a hug and I, and I give him a long hug and um, he loves a hug. And then I give him a kiss and then I high five him. And, you know, nice. these were the things that he come up with. Like, I, you know, I, I say prayer and I say goodnight. He said, no, nah, I need a hug. So I give him a hug. I need a kiss. Sometimes you need two or three, you know, and um, yeah, obviously as he gets older, he'll give a damn a little bit less about the kids. But right now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to soak up all the love because as, as he becomes a man, I'll have to love him in a more distant way, in, in a different way, you know. So as, he, as he's young and innocent, man, I just, I reconnect us no matter what type of disciplinary day we had, no matter what type of leaders I had to be for him. We reconnect and I go back to, uh, just a loving, warm coach at the end of the day. And then I, I'll tell him, hey, you know what? I'm really proud of you. You did this today. And I like that. You made this adjustment when I asked you to. I appreciate that. You know, I'm, I, I like, the, I like the, the, uh, the, the growth and the evolution that you're making in this area. You've been a good big brother today. And I always tell him, you know, no matter how upset that daddy gets at you, you understand something that I'm upset at what you're doing and it's not you, you know, and I tell him how, how great he is and how smart he is and how intelligent he is. And I speak life into him every night. And, uh, you know, that's how we reconnect because I don't know what sticks to him. You might say a thing and it'll go over your head. It won't mean much to you. So you don't pay much attention. You don't take inventory of it. But we never know what what uh, what's sticking in a child's mind. Right. What's creating their self-identity. And, and so I always want to make sure I say more and not less just in case he's listening. Right. And we yeah. never know. And so at night, that's why I, I, anytime I'm sitting down with him and it's quiet and he's calm and he's like laying against me or he's cuddling with me or whatever he's doing. I take that as an opportunity to erase any negative vibe that he might have from the last time he got in trouble or, you know, anything like that. I tell him how great he is. I speak this life into him. I prophesy over his life because I want him to be great in his own way. I want him to have a life that he can be proud of, but it takes me building in him that strength. And just because he might need a little spanking or, you know, or talking to, or, you know, a sit down or, or time out, I don't want those types of things to start to live in him as something else. I want them to be very quarantined uh, to that situation and not to who he is or his identity. So I always reconnect with my child at the end of the day. And I think anybody listening to this uh, would do well to get a routine for you and your child that reconnects you at the end of the day. It's very valuable. Very, very much so. I agree. And and we've been doing that uh, probably not, as often as every day, but I'm, I'm pretty sure at least a couple of times throughout the week, we'll sit there and we'll go over some things that happened throughout the week or that day. And uh, it'd, it'd be kind of, a, it's kind of a feedback session or, uh, 
you know, like you said before, what they could work on, what they need to get better at, what obviously um, they're excelling at and what you're proud of. They need to hear that. As Absolutely. You said, as you said. So, yeah. And I think you got to mix it up a little bit. You know, I know a lot of parents are busy and they work odd hours and things of that nature. You just got to find that time, whether it's in the morning, it's at night, throughout the day. You got to get that one-on-one with them. And depending on their age, you either have to do more listening or or more more talking. You know, you kind of got to take control of the conversation. But uh, just let your heart out, you know. Uh, don't don't mask your emotions all the time. They need to see that you're real, that, you know, you're something that they can relate to on the emotional side. And um, I think that's where the trust expands. So, but yeah, so as far as the wife goes and, and her parenting style, from what I'm able to analyze, she she's more lenient. She's a lot more patient and a bit more passive than I am, but she will snap. She will get at that ass, you know, we'll, you know, I don't want to <laughs> act like that's, that's not real because she will get there. But, um, but like I said, she'll pull that car when needed and, and say, Hey, I'm gonna go get daddy. I'm gonna tell daddy, I'm gonna get daddy in here. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times I hear it like, yeah, like damn, I was chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I was chilling. I've been, yeah, I've been summoned. They go to bat signal. Oh shit! But um, but yeah. So I try to you know calm myself before you know I'm needed, and try not to. I don't want to meet force with force all the time, and try to be a little bit more diplomatic with it, or uh, you know have some diplomacy with it as far as my approach and. But obviously, if those tactics, you know, aren't, aren't effective, you know, we had to move move on to plan B. But a lot of times, you know, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt to correct their behavior because I am a part of the discussion in the situation. That's kind of their second chance to, you know, snap out of it, get in line. Yeah. What needs to happen. Yeah, you, yeah you but um, the adjustment. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, what else about her? Uh, she's more comforting, more nurturing as, as, you know, as natural as a mother can be. And, uh, and she likes to plan, she likes to plan things out. She's like the event planner. She likes to schedule things. I just kind of do impromptu type things and kind of spontaneous as far as maybe setting the kids day up, you know, uh, cause our kids are homeschooled. So I don't have like a strict, you know, rubric or a strict curriculum that we follow. It's just whatever hits me at the time, we're going to go for it. You know, I feel like reading. I feel like doing flashcards. Oh, let's do some arts and crafts, some drawing, some putting blocks and Legos together. Let's, uh, you know, let's this this teach them about money. This is a dollar bill. These are coins. These are the value, all that stuff. So it may not, it just be out of the, the spare blue. Like, I, I don't know why it just hit me. So let's let's do it. And then she more or less, she writes everything down. She has a whole whiteboard downstairs of the calendar days and whatever's going on that day at that time for the whole month and things for that day. She got a separate board for chores and the agenda for that day as it pertains to her, the kids, whatever. And I'm like, I, I like to feel like I'm organized that way, but I'm not like, as long as it's either in my head or I, I put in my little Google calendar if I need some to reinforce. Yeah, but I don't write everything down. I don't do that. You talking about a Google calendar. Man, I don't I can <laughs> but that's I wouldn't even manage my own Google calendar. I got a Google I got a Google calendar. I don't even know what the hell is on the Google calendar. Ashley makes the Google calendar that I look at. Yeah. So yeah, we share it. You know, you probably share it with, with Ashley, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like sometimes she'll hit me with that. I'm like, babe. Um, can I do such and so? She'll be like, did you look at the calendar? I'm like, oh, damn. That's exactly you can't right. Even give me a, uh, you can't even give me an answer off top. I got to go look at this calendar to find out if it's good or not. But so I guess it's, you know, it keeps us in line. And, and you know, as, as far as our scheduling goes, if she's somewhere I can't get a hold of her and she put most of her stuff in there and I'm trying to set an appointment or something, I can know right off rip without having to 
contact her and get in touch with her. So that works. And I can see what the kids have coming up. They got a, a doctor's appointment or they got some uh, party to go to. Uh, uh, what's those things called? The play dates. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good to know. But like I said, she's, she's more structured in that manner and, and where I'm completely not. Well, Ashley, um, she's super structured. She's super organized. She she keeps the calendar. She makes my appointments for my consultations. I don't ever know what the hell is going on. Every time you be like, yo, when we gonna record, I think we keep it ass real quick. I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what the hell is going on. Uh, you know, this lot works well for us. I'm pretty much available here. So this works. But, you know, as far as Ashley's leadership style, I think uh, she's, a, she's a mix of polar opposites, which is, which is interesting. You know, she goes from autocratic, damn it, because I said so, to what democratic, warm, nurturing, laissez-faire. Like it, she, she, yeah. Sometimes she's a fire-breathing dragon, and then other times she's the good cop. And the, yeah. I guess the thing is because she, they just they're just not intimidated by by her they, even when she, not, even when she raises hell they just waiting for it to stop but they don't really <laughs> the same i thought yeah i thought her stuff was at least semi-effective hey, it's not she scared she scared me more than she scared it uh, yeah yeah she scared me more than she scared her but you know like i said she can raise all that hell and and you know they know she's serious so they'll give her a little bit but you know, it's just like, yo, I tell you, daddy, you know, and they like, you could just see it go off their face. Like all the fun's gone. Oh, crap. Yeah. You know, right. like, I got to come in and man, shit, I, was, I thought we was good today, you know? Yeah. I, so sometimes you, like, sometimes your authority, your authority style is basically you just playing a role, you know, and, and mm. you're in character. And so when I approach it that way, it goes a lot better actually, because I don't, I'm not emotionally invested in this, you know, respect my authority type shit. I'm just, all right, okay, we're, we're, okay, good cop, bad cop, bad cop, cool. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really not invested in it emotionally. I'm not uh, disciplined from a place of anger. And so I prefer to come in when called so I can play a character as opposed to observing, looking at it, really getting irritated as hell and then coming from a place of being frustrated. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to discipline or or even interject myself in those situations when I'm frustrated. Sometimes if I'm frustrated, I would almost rather just turn around and walk out the room than to like deal with it sometimes because, you know, hell, I'm so much larger, so much stronger, so much bigger. I can't imagine how it feels to be three feet tall looking up at my big ass. <laughs> yeah, the whole giant. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not even, I don't need to deal with it from that perspective, man. I just, um, I just come in and try to provide some order. Uh, so, you know, it, it's not, it's not an exact science, but the intent to love is, is never very far away from what I'm doing. And like I said, I know we was talking last time, uh, and I was telling you, you know, we got the father son day and, you know, I got all this stuff that I do with my son to make sure that, you know, he gets to see me outside of the house and see, see what manhood looks like outside of the house. A lot of that is to, you know, to offset you know, some of the discipline days that we have where we just seem to be, you know, steadily getting beat down by, you know, yeah. him being difficult or, you know, her being irritated or me just not being in a mood or patient enough. I always want to make sure that he has as many good experiences as he has with me bad. So whatever the leadership a person might choose, especially a father, he needs to make sure that there's enough balance presented to this child that they have a full scope of what he wants for their life and what he wants for the relationship. <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> my damn boy. Um, uh, like I said, whatever, whatever, your phone's still uh, vibrating throughout the, whatever it is. I can feel, I can feel. Vibrate strong as hell. I feel the vibration. <laughs> it's on the floor on the carpet. I'm like, what? <laughs> but, but yeah, um, whatever the leadership style, you know, you got to make sure that you present your child with enough balance that they can adequately assess, you know, what you want for the relationship as well as what you want for, for that particular encounter. Um, I, I never wanted to look like I don't love my son, even when, if I'm, even if I'm upset, even if I'm angry, I always want him to understand that daddy loves me. He's upset. Daddy loves me. 
He's disappointed. Daddy loves me. He wants me to do something different than what I'm doing. But daddy loves me have to be there because if your child can't tell you love them, then it doesn't matter what type of leader you think you are. You're a shitty leader, right? <laughs> so you have to always make sure that the love is there. Um, you know, now instilling a, a healthy level of fear in anybody you need to lead, you know, is a tool but at the same time, I said, I, I want my son to see love and feel love for me, you know, as he grows. I, I don't want him to ever think that I'm just there to, you know, be mean or put him in the corner or spank his hand or, you know, whatever we had to do to get him in line. I want him to think that, you know, daddy would prefer not to do this. And maybe I can look at myself and figure out how to prevent this type of interaction. And that's what we're trying to do. Just get Teach, the, teach your child to, to analyze themselves as closely as they analyze the things around them. Yeah, yeah. And another thing, especially with those parents, fathers having more than one child, uh, the oldest, that's the one, obviously, that's the one you're trying to set an example with, obviously. So... And, and and they know what they're doing. They know that the younger child or children are looking up to them. They're seeing them uh, as, okay, if, if she's getting or he's getting away with it, then it's okay for me. And whatever they're doing, they're going to display the same behavior, whether it's right or wrong. And you have to, you know, engrave in that oldest mind that, hey, you're the example. They're you're taking the lead whether you know it or not. So obviously if, if you know this is wrong and you know a lot of times they know it's wrong, like you said, they're going to push the limits. You know, how, how, how far can I go before it's too far? So, and I have to explain with my oldest, you know, to her that, hey, Rashad is going to do everything that you do, you know? So be mindful of that. And, and obviously she's only four and a half. And she she's forgetful of that. And she doesn't understand how much influence and power she has over him in ways that are si kind of subconscious, you know? Yeah. So, but it's something I, I subtly remind her of and give her, you know, short examples of like, hey, you know, don't you want to protect your brother? Okay, so if, if you made a mistake, you don't want your brother to make the same mistake, do you? You don't want him getting yelled at for the same thing that you're doing, you know? So obviously it may not go in and, and stay and be, be retained at all times, but the more she hears that, the more and the older that she gets, it'll correlate, it'll make sense. Like, okay, um, you know, because at the same time, you don't want to make them seem as though they have to be a saint and they can't make mistakes. They can't do the wrong thing. Right. Uh, and, and have failure because that's a part of life. That's a part of being a human things are going to go wrong. But I just want her to understand that, hey, if I am in control of what I'm doing or I know a better way, let me do that and, and either show him or just, you know, lead by that example when they will, whenever it's, I'm, she's capable of doing that. Yeah. You know, what I, what I always do is, because it, there's a fine balance between like putting pressure on your child and I know this ain't what you was talking about, but there's a fine balance between, you know, putting pressure on your child to live for the people around them and training them subconsciously to live for others versus giving them a sense of responsibility over a younger sibling. Right. And so I'm always trying to make sure that I balance, you know, how we present Noah's responsibility to his little brother. And, you know, sometimes it's say, hey, you know, I don't think you were, you know, you could have been a better big brother today. You know, you could have been a little bit nicer. You could have shared your toys a little bit more. Like those are the basics. Mm. But then when, when he does good things for his little brother, we always have to, again, that positive reinforcement. You know, you were at, like when we sit down and I'm putting him in bed, and, you know, he always said to me, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit down on his little bed and the bottom of his little bed where I sit down is, is like dented in because that's where I always sit. And he's got a little kid bed, a little race car bed. So uh, he say, sit down. And I always tell him, you know, you were a good big brother today. You know, if he was, I always point to the thing he did that, you know, we want more of. And that positive reinforcement helps not only to prevent children from doing, you know, some of the things that you don't want them to do or, or you know, motivate the younger sibling to do, but it also puts in their mind that, you know, there is somebody else watching and why I do live for me, 
um, I, I get I get a quite a bit of praise for you know quite a bit of praise for you know leading my little brother to do the right things and so I'll sit down and I say you know you you did a good thing today with your little brother he'll say what and I'll say well you know remember when this happened and, and and you did this and Riley was watching that was good that was really good you did a good you were I'm really proud of you you're a really good big brother and I give him an extra hug or an extra kiss or an extra high five and um you know or when he protects his little brother. You know, sometimes Riley, you know, three, he's he's places he's not supposed to be doing something. You know, like he he can sneak <laughs> away, and and Noah watches him like a hawk, and we're so proud that he has that, that that mindfulness that you know he needs to protect his little brother, and if he can't stop him himself, he'll come get one of us. He'll yell, you know, he'll like almost frantically, like get him, you know. <laughs> we always make sure that we go out of our way to let him know that we're pleased when he does that. And that way it's not us telling him what to do. It's him being what he would naturally be and us just congratulating him for being what he is. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that kind of helps us uh, in a way because sometimes if he's more concerned with his little brother and less concerned with his, his whims at the time, we can get better behavior from him on more difficult days, you know, just adjusting his, his, his focus onto something else like, his responsibility to his little brother, you know, and at the same time, just not putting pressure on him to live for his little brother and not making him feel yeah. like we're, we're more concerned with his little brother than him. Um, it's just a, it's a fine right. balance, man. Like parenting takes strategy and it takes focus. You can't yeah. willy nilly this shit. It really takes some effort, man. And, uh, you know, some all the time strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that's a telltale sign of your parenting style and how you're coming off through their lens is, I, I know for me, so Sharday, my oldest, she, <laughs> it's like she's like his secondary alternative mother at times. So she'll try to discipline him the best way she knows and that way, and and that's, reflective of how we discipline her so she'll she'll yell she'll be kind of very aggressive with what she tells him to do or how she wants him to act so she'll be like Rashad get off the stairs you're playing on the stairs don't do that like she she tries to sound like she's his mother yeah. you know what I mean like instead of like child you can't do that you know what I mean she'll she'll take that role of a, of a mother yeah. and and that's kind of her way of trying to obviously control the situation but she she's not tactful about it right. but obviously we're at fault because of that you know and we we get snappy we're short that's a direct reflection of what we're doing so we got to watch that when she's enacting that then we got to know then we know at that time okay we we doing this a little wrong yeah there's a different way to do this yeah yeah uh riley hit uh noah hit riley today it wasn't like hard he just tapped him because like sometimes if i if i want to scare noah i'm like give me the hand or i i tap him before he even realized he about to be tapped like hey i'm i'm right here you forgot i was here uh, you, you, you didn't <laughs> think i was watching but i don't i'm not i'm not hitting him like um like i'm actually hitting him it's like you it's almost like you're touching him real quick like hey yo I'm here and mm -hmm. he just he just feels the touch it's not it's not actually a, a strike so we was uh we was in the living room and <laughs> he ran up on riley and he touched riley he didn't hit him hard he, didn't, he just he did what i did like he like he just touched him real fast yeah he just jolted like yeah and it's, it's literally a, a strategic i'm doing it on purpose i'm just touching him like oh, i got you but he thinks it's like something but i'm really not even i'm not really striking i'm just letting him know physically i'm here you know i can mm -hmm. touch you and it kind of calms him down quick. So he ran up on Riley and he like, <laughs> he, he like did it to Riley. And uh, it just was funny because from, from, from where Ashley was sitting, she was like, oh my God, what'd you just do that for? Because she, she didn't realize what was happening, but like, he didn't really get it. He just like, he did it what I did. Like I, I just tapped him like, yo. He, so he tapped his little brother because he, he got that from me. And so I'm like, okay, I got it. I gotta make sure that I'm very strategic with those because if I mistap him or I actually strike him or you know if I get him good, then he gonna be getting Riley good, you know, because they're gonna yeah. they're gonna mimic everything that you do, you know. And so it's it's just it's so crazy that 
you do have to map out everything and you have to plan every move and everything has to be strategic. Uh, but, you know, we're not, we don't, you know, whoop a lot of ass in this house, but ass whoopings are on the table. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And so uh, he doesn't do, only time he, you know, we even consider something like that is when he's greatly endangered himself or his little brother, you know, but that those are very few and far between. Those are rare cases. Like today, he tried to put a cover over his brother's face. He didn't realize that, hey, that's suffocation. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't whoop yeah. him. I just let him know, hey, we don't put nothing over his face and we don't put nothing around our necks. You understand me? It's like, yeah, yeah. daddy, I understand. You want to cool it in. But, you know, but it's just, it's it's one of those things where your weaknesses will, will be mirrored to you through your children. And they're undeniable. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a whole lot of space for uh, blame when you are the person that they learn from. And so you have to be very strategic, very tactful in how you approach parenthood because it will come back to either bite you in the ass, you know, or benefit you at some point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, cause I'm big, just like you are on safety and protecting them from their own self. Right. So I think if I can at least eliminate a lot of my frustration in other areas and maybe only be more aggressive when it comes to their safety and them, you know, potentially hurting themselves or someone else. I think they'll, they'll get the message like, okay, he snaps when somebody is in danger, you know what I mean? Of, of, of being hurt. So if I could kind of limit what I'm more, uh, I guess, aggressive about and in that aspect, I think they'll, they'll kind of look at things a little differently. Like, okay, I know when he snaps, I'm somebody, I'm doing something totally wrong that could hurt somebody. So, you know, if I can limit that, cause obviously with Sharday, she gonna do exactly as she sees or as she hears. So that's like I said, just that angle of attack that you take when it comes to discipline and, and punishment, just, just do it. Like you said, just be intactful about it. You got to know that, hey, I'm yelling at you because you could have hurt yourself. And sometimes I get a little dramatic, like, yo, you could have broke your neck. When obviously, and sometimes it's like, nah, I don't think she would have broke her neck, but maybe she'd have hurt her arm. But she she got to know it's real. And like, dang, a broken neck? Yeah. You try- yeah, you could have snapped your neck off. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, so they <laughs> think like, man, my whole neck could have been off. You, you, know? you want your damn head to roll down the street? <laughs> yeah. you gotta try to you knock your out. teeth out yeah trying to figure out how to yep. scare them into being safe uh yeah that's, that's yeah that's my challenge at the moment <laughs> you know you don't want to give them like a, a nightmare or some kind of gruesome imagery <laughs> you definitely want to scare the shit out of them so they don't do that again you know what i'm saying yeah right now and she and she and she she knows it's real because i was deployed and she was hanging on her mother and in our old home we had kind of like step downs into other rooms. Mm-hmm. And so they were kind of in between that step down that she was kind of hanging and grabbing on to, to Angel. And I think she told, I think she had turned or and Sade slipped off or something happened and she went backwards and fucked her head up. Mm-hmm. Like she had got like a stitch or two, like mm-hmm. she was leaking, you know what I mean? So now that that happened, obviously, at every point in time, we try to prevent any of that. But now that that's happened, it's real now. Like, yo, you really got mad. Do you remember that? You know what I mean? And we'll remind her, like, yo, this stuff is real. These are why we tell you these certain things. These are why some of these rules and, and some of these, uh, you know, ground rules are in place. Yeah, same so thing, you won't hurt yourself. Yeah. Same thing happened to Noah. Bullshit, man. Kept running around, playing, falling, doing all this stuff like blind, like like to fall off the bed backwards, and just acting, you know, crazy. He gets he gets kind of wild when he's energetic, and man, he kept going around this uh, table, and we kept saying, "Leave that table alone. Don't go around that table." Now we got them damn rubber corners on every corner of every table that we have in our house. Yeah, one rubber corner had gotten knocked off somehow in our bedroom where he wouldn't normally yeah. be anyway. And we, we had those too. Yeah. He had the rubber corner on that one, but that one just kept falling off. The adhesive wasn't right. Right. So mm-hmm. he's in our room. Ashley look at him. Yo, first of all, it's a privilege to be in mommy and daddy's room and you better mm-hmm. keep, you know, calm your ass down. He's like, <laughs> you know, he keeps chilling. He, then he goes into back being wild. <clears throat> 
she, he, she turns around for a split second and she's literally on the bed. So she's like, she's like right there. And uh, he done fell off the bed and hit his head on the corner of that damn table. Like, but he hit his head like by the corner. He didn't catch the corner. He hit it by the corner. But hell, he okay. He needed five stitches in his head right across. Wow. Right above. He came hard. Yeah, right above the eye. He needed like five stitches. And, um, you know, Mm. that was traumatic for him because it didn't hurt him. Like, he cried because he was, you know, bleeding. He was trying. But it didn't bleed a lot. Yeah, it was just the perfect spot where it didn't bleed a lot. It wasn't, it didn't hurt him too bad. It seemed like he cried because he was scared and, you know, it probably stung a bit, but, you know, I get to call from work, you know, you got to come home. We got to, you know, handle this shit. So I go home, he keeps sticking his finger in the hole and it's a hole. Like <laughs> you can see his little a whole yeah, hole. Yeah. yeah. He got a hole, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I took him to the children's hospital or whatever, and he had to get stitched up. And um, I remember he was scared. And so I always do this thing where I tell him and say, you know, I say, you know, who are you? And he's and he answers. He says, I'm brave. I'm a lion. I'm courageous. Mm. I'm smart. I'm a king. And he just I, I say like 30 different things. And so he, he likes nice. he likes uh, he likes say I'm a king. I'm a lion. I'm, I'm uh, courageous. I'm capable. Uh, I'm unstoppable. So that's what he said. I'm unstoppable. I'm courageous. I'm capable. I'm a king. I'm unstoppable. I'm courageous. I'm capable. I'm ca- That's so dope. That's we, dope. We was at the hospital and he was nervous. He was scared. And, he, and all the people start coming in and I say, listen, son, who are you? And he started telling me who he is and he started calming down. But from this day, every time I say, hey, remember when you hit your head at that? When you remember that you hit, you, you bust your head open and you had to go to the hospital? Remember that? And he, he like, yeah. Sit your ass down. <laughs> and yeah. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta tell him that. Right. Exactly. And uh yeah. you know, so that, that that experience while it was traumatic for us, especially as parents, man, and we were so terrified and making sure he was straight and he didn't have no crack skull or you know, you don't know, man. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they was digging it all in that hole, trying to make sure he didn't have no divots in his skull. But uh he yeah. was fine and you know, now he's learned from that that gravity is a thing and uh the corners are real and we we're put them damn rubber things on the corner for a reason. He don't take them off anymore. You know? Yeah, our son did that. Yeah. That was his objective. Take all of them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I had to whoop him with one of the long strips one time. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, uh, I just, you know, hit him, hit him on the leg and make sure he felt it. And was like, oh, okay. We all right. So that's what you do when I when I take them off. Yeah. Like, you leave them on. Yeah. So you ain't got no weapons out here. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> but yeah, man, but no, nah, I think that's dope that you guys had deployed that affirmation in 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 that in that time and for him to kind of find that strength, that inner strength and uh and to get through that. But like I said, that was great on your part. You know, Appreciate as a father, that's that's what that's what it's all about right there, man. So um, but yeah, but you know, to wrap this whole thing up, man, just you know, when it comes to parenting styles, I think as long as we identify the strengths and weaknesses and we know how to complement each other's uh style in different ways, obviously to to execute, you know, what we want the end result to be. And 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 it's all a learning curve, man. It's it's something we're doing every day learning yeah you know they're they're figuring i mean it's 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 a two-way thing it's a they're learning from us we're learning from them mm-hmm. the relationship is still building we're still figuring things out they're figuring things out so it's just it's ongoing for nearly forever and sometimes you know? sometimes you get that shit wrong and you got to make it right with the next day you know but mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah just taking accountability of it and that's one thing that my wife and i've been doing man just I'll sit back and I'll be observing how she is handling this in a, a specific situation. And I kind of like, mm, I don't think that, that went over too well. And I'll go over to her. Hey, babe, I think you should, you know, X, Y, Z. Why don't you, why don't you go upstairs and talk to her one-on-one? Don't you? you know, and then she'll call me out. You know, it won't be like, we'll try not to make it to where the kids see us, you know, battling about how we should go about it. We'll just kind of carry a, a private conversation. You know, hey, won't you, won't you? Do this over here. Why don't you take him downstairs and talk to him? And do, okay, all right. Why don't you go apologize and t- okay, okay, all right. You right. 
you know, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll try to check each other a little bit and, um, but at, you know, not at the expense of they, you know, they see us in disagreement and, and, you know, we kind of embarrassed about us disagreeing about how we should be disciplined our, our children yeah. at that time. So, you know, we're tactful about that, but like I said, we're, we're all just trying to figure it all out and, 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 and grow the relationship mm-hmm. and, and be prosperous all at the same time, man. That's all you can do, man. But that accountability means everything. So that's a good thing on y'all part. That's kind of what me and my wife do. You know, we discuss our parenting strategies and, um, you know, our, some of the things that we're not doing as well as we'd like to. From time to time, it comes out and, you know, we try to make sure we check at each other as well as ourselves. But, you know, we're really on the same page at this point about, you know, what needs to be done, what doesn't need to be done, what's right, what's wrong to do. Um, so it's just about trying to stay in sync with the chi- with the children at the at the time and, and making sure that again they feel loved, but they also get this rigidity that needs to be applied, and they get the discipline that needs to be applied. But they also get the love, and you know, mix all of those things because they're not perfect. They're learning. They just got here. You know, we've been doing this shit for years, decades. You know, right. they, they just got here, so they're trying to learn, and they're gonna learn from us. Right. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, before we get out of here, for those that may be interested, just like you, Kev, about the the quiz that I took, it's it's, it's a really short quiz. I think it was maybe uh, less than twenty questions. Uh, it's at psychcentral.com. That's p s y c h central.com, and, and simply just type in parenting style quiz and just kind of get a get an insight of how you do things, uh, and you know, just kind of diagnose kind of your own style and compare it to your significant other, your wife, um, you know, others that, that are parents and, and kind of see where you guys fall on the scale. But as always, you can reach us on Twitter at fatherhood news and Instagram at the fatherhood village. And, but yeah, man, we're, we're trying to push this message forward, continue to show your love, your support, share our content, and in every way that you can. So uh, any last words you want to wanna speak of, Kip? Hey, man, just continue to give a damn, man. Give a damn about how you do this father shit, not just that you're there, not just that you're paying money. Give a damn about the way you talk to your kids, the way you talk with your kids, the way you get to know them, the way they get to know you, what you offer them and what you teach them to offer the world. Just give a damn, brother. That's right. That's right. But hey, that's another episode down, man. I'm Dayo Holloway. That's Kev Hick. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love.